Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. So this story obviously is developing, changing a little bit. We're learning more and more. Uh, Two police officers in Independence were shot and a process server was shot as well. Serving an eviction notice, it turns out, at a very nice home in Eastern Independence. It's kind of out, it's a little rural, uh, probably on about three acres of property. And we don't know if the process server just went there by him or herself, and then the police showed up, or if the police were with the process server. We're still trying to figure that out. A news conference is forthcoming, and we'll carry that live. But the one of the police officers and the process server, we're led to understand, have died. Uh, if, if you are looking for any sort of of light to hang on to on what I keep saying is an otherwise incredibly dark day for our city uh, in the two o'clock hour, it was the three o'clock hour, um, the brother of the surviving officer called into the program, said he's a four year law enforcement officer, did a couple of years up north and then transferred to Independence a couple of years ago, Scott, and is expected to survive, said he was peppered with shots but was standing behind his law enforcement partner. Uh, he did text back in wanting to clarify that his brother was a third officer who was wounded in the gunfire. Got it. Okay. Uh, and I think a it's worth— A third officer. That's what his text said. That's all— Yeah. I can neither and, confirm nor and, deny. And okay. those numbers have, have gone back and forth all day yeah. between two and three. I think it is important to reread the statement from the 16th Judicial Circuit Court of Missouri. It is so rare— that they would release a statement, but w- with a case and tragedy of this magnitude, uh, they say the following. The 16th Judicial Circuit Court has learned that this afternoon a court employee was shot during an eviction. Two Independence Police Department officers were also shot. We are devastated that a court employee who is a public servant was shot by a member of the public while performing their job. Our hearts are heavy and our thoughts are with our employee, our entire court family, and the Independence Police Department. I don't I, I don't know, Scott, now that we know that they were serving an eviction notice. We talked to Mark Terman about this. 
if you had said to me they were serving a warrant because it was murder or explosives in the house or like all of those things, I think that for the public anyway, and, and, and certainly you and I, and, and I think to some extent, Sam, we would say, oh, my God, that's such an inherently dangerous thing. I'm, this is horrible. And we would still cover this. When you hear this is over an eviction, I am literally sick yeah. to my stomach. Yeah. And not that there's not any day as a court server that you're always wondering, is there going to be some nut on the other side of that door? But of all the things that you're serving papers for, this isn't we're coming to take your children. No, we're coming to tell coming, you to go find yeah, another place to live. We're not coming to tell you that we're taking your freedom because you're a murderer. Well, now you are. We're coming to tell you you're being evicted, which, by the way, a homeowner, when it gets to that point, knows. Oh, sure. All they're doing is saying you have to leave here and go find an yeah, apartment. You've had your 60 days or your 90 days. Mm-hmm. Get out. Let's go to Bob in Kansas City. Bob, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, how you guys doing? Dana, long time to speak. Uh, yes, good to hear your voice, Bob. Go ahead. Uh, hey. Um, oh, Bob. Ken yes, Herman. Bob. Hi. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was a former uh, hostage negotiator of Kansas, Missouri Police Department. And Cam Kerman kind of stole some of my thunder, but uh, one of the things he didn't touch on was they do have somebody in custody, it sounds like. So the first thing the negotiators will do will interview that person and gain as much intel on anybody possibly still in the house um, that they can use in, in, in their investigation. Okay, but Bob, would you agree that the fact that the ATF is on the scene and all of the SWAT and heavy armored vehicles are still surrounding that house, that this scene is not clear. There is something oh. going on there that leads them to believe there there's either something inside that house or someone inside that house that could be a danger to officers or the public. Oh, 100%. And, and then they could have gotten that from the, the person they have in custody. But no, there's absolutely no doubt that they, there's there's still a threat. Bob, how when these negotiations start, we, we had Mark Terman on uh, not too long ago. I, I don't know if you heard that or not. He, I, I did. I did, yes. He, he was talking about bullhorns and um, some sort of uh, cell phones. I don't, I don't know what, what, what they're called. I don't know if it's a burner phone or whatever. Uh, it's, it's a, he, he, he indicated, and he kind of touched on it, it's, a, it's what we call a throw phone. Throw phone, that's it. it, it, it that's it's, it. A, it's a phone that, that – um, the only communication for that person with that phone is is with the, the negotiators. And, and so the only person that they could call would be the person out in the yard? Uh, with that throw phone, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, Bob, could you just talk a little bit, because I know your background, but I don't want you to tell everyone else what you did. Talk a little yeah. bit about what um, what the process looks like to try and clear that home. I mean, this could go on for hours, it, even if there's nothing inside. I used to joke that that was called the non-standoff because you're standing off yeah. and there's no one inside. What does that process uh, we, look like? Uh, I spoke to many, many uh, empty walls there during my, <laughs> during my time. So that, 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 does yes. that does happen. Um, no, they're going to take their time. Like like Captain Terman touched on, they're going to take their time. They're going to be methodical. Um, hopefully the person that they've interviewed or that they have in custody has given them some kind of intel. Um, on who might still be in the house. Um, you've got evidence in the house. Um, so, you know, you're, you're going to wait it out. You're not just going to start with the tear gas and, and busting out windows and that sort of thing. So, you know, you're going to do everything you can to, pres- to preserve that crime scene uh, because that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, you're going to take your time. And 
like he said, you, you, you know, the, I'd imagine the first thing they did was they got on the bullhorn through the um, the tactical uh, vehicles that they have out there, probably a big bear, bearcat, whichever ones that they're in. Um, so they've they've already begun negotiations, I'm, I'm sure. Bob, thank you for your work. Thank you for the call. We really do appreciate it. Gotcha. Take care. Be safe and be well. Okay. Uh, let's go to James in Prairie Village. James, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, James. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi. How are you guys? We're doing well. Thank you. So I own a process serving company here in Kansas City. So we serve literally all, all over the metro area. So, But we're private process servers. We're not with civil process. That is Jackson County, who is the one that was conducting this. Um, so our people, when they go out, they're actually in plain clothes. Civil process with Jackson County, they actually look like legit officers. They look like sheriff officers going to the door serving this stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So our private process servers, we also serve landlord-tenant actions, eviction notices, um, among other documents like subpoenas and divorce papers and uh, people that aren't paying their credit card bills, stuff like that. So our process servers, they come in contact with all kinds of different people, all walks of life, all... James, are you armed? Like, explain. Like, this is an it's a, it's an agent of the court. They're they're not law enforcement officers, but right. So our process servers are not armed. Um, just because if you're walking up to a door, you don't know what is behind that door. I think, like you guys said earlier, you just don't know what's behind that door. Mm-hmm. So if we're walking up with a gun, or that gun shows, and then this person is going to think, well, he's got a gun. I'm going to get my gun. And it could just go down a, a road that you just don't want to go down. Um, so we, we try to tell our process servers not to carry guns when they go up to the door. If they want to carry a gun, have it in your car. Sure. Even if you're going up to the door with your gun, the person inside that's having a bad day, they're going to get three or four shots off on you before you even can reach for your gun. So, I mean, look at in this situation. So then, how about James? Wait, then how do you square that? As, as uh, this is such an inherently dangerous job, mm-hmm. you're saying have a gun but keep it in your car, which does you no good. And you know as right. well as I do, when you're knocking, there's no element of surprise for them. I mean, I feel like you guys are just kind of sitting out there in the wind, hoping the person on the other side doesn't start shooting. I mean, there's got to be a better way to do this. So Missouri, so. So here's the thing. In Kansas, Kansas law provides for service by posting. So if you can confirm that the person lives there, that it's a good address, you can post the documents to the door and move on to the next one in certain cases. In Missouri, you have to get physical service on somebody. Unless it's an eviction, which in this case it was, you can, you can post it to the door, but that only gets the, the client – um, possession of the property. It doesn't get them a money judgment. So if you want a money judgment, then you got to get personal service on that individual. So they have to answer the door. Um, so it just kind of depends on, on the situation that we're in. Now, I'm not sure what the situation this one was for. I mean, if they were going there to actually remove them from the premises, then yeah, you would have police officers there because you don't know how those people are going to react. But if he was just going up there to serve, notice that, hey, you have a pending lawsuit against you for eviction, then normally there's not going to be officers involved in that. It's just going to be civil process going up there. 
To serve an eviction. To serve an eviction, yeah. Even though we know that these are some of the most dangerous things to do. Yeah, we do it every day. We do it every day. And... And I'm sure the other people, James, on the other side of the door aren't like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. Come on in to the house that I'm about to lose. This is always going to be a heated situation. So from my personal experience, I've been a process server for over 15 years. I've never had a situation where somebody's pulled a gun on me or got physical with me or anything like that. Never once. Never once. I've had a dog chase me. (laughs) You you can kick them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's about it. Now, I have had some of the process servers that I employ, they have faced shotguns to the face. And I had one funny story. I had one process server that kept serving the same person over and over again. He started throwing eggs at her. (laughs) So, but it's never something to this extreme. And and this is just crazy. And and, and, in our line of work, it's, it's really a thankless job. And, and people don't, don't think about this part of the process. Can I, can I ask you a question? Um, how, how much does it pay being a process server? So it kind of varies depending on so civil process. I know they get paid hourly. Um, for private process servers, it could range between 20 and 30 bucks a paper. 20 and 30 bucks per paper. Yeah. So basically 20 to 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, and, and and when you think about it, it's it's not much to get shot over. It's not James. Worth it shot breaks my over. heart that that entire conversation breaks my heart. Telephone number here is nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. We continue to follow breaking news this afternoon. It is a sad day in our fair city where two people were shot and killed, one of them being an independence police officer, the other being a Jackson County civil process server. And we think at least one, maybe two other police officers in independence were shot and injured. They were serving an eviction notice at a home in Eastern Independence, just southwest of Buckner. One suspect is in custody, but the home, and it's a nice house on probably three or five acres of of a lot, is still surrounded by police who are in a defensive position. Why, we do not know yet. From um, the official Twitter account of Johnson County, our thoughts are with the Independence community and all law enforcement officers dedicated to protecting our communities. From the Johnson County Sheriff's Office, we are heartbroken to hear of the tragedy and independence. Our thoughts and prayers are with those shot, their families, the men and women of the Independence Police Department, and the city they serve. Now, I I will say this very quickly, and hopefully we'll find more in the news conference with the Independence Police Department. But if half of the things that we're hearing, off the record, if you will, are true, This story is about to get even more bizarre. I'm not comfortable. I know Dana's not comfortable sharing that information with you just yet. I I will say this. There's a reason that there are federal partners on scene Mm -hmm. that have remained on scene. Mm -hmm. 
This story is about to get a lot more bizarre, we think. Well, and I think a lot more, um, unfortunately, high profile. Uh, Sam, can we just check in with our uh, reporting partners over at Channel 9 for just a moment? Happened, and I'm sure, you know, the other part of that, though, is these are children we're talking about, and many of them had no idea what was going on. So we've seen them leaving and some of them smiling and joking, having had no idea, you know, what exactly was happening, but knowing that their school was locked down today. And at some point, as a precautionary measure, they wanted to make sure that they kept these students safe, even though, you know, nothing actually happened here on this campus or even close enough to really have them ever be in danger. But it's a precaution that is so necessary, especially during the times that we live in. So there will be lots of hugs tonight and lots of questions from the students and also from the parents who want to know what was it like inside the school today because you just want to see your kid and know what they experienced throughout the day. Reporting live outside of Fort Osage High School, Dennis Evans, KBC 9 News. All right, Dennis. Yes, thank you so yeah. much. It has uh, been an incredible, incredible two weeks for hospitals here in our area. Uh, the medical personnel, the ambulance crew, yeah. It was everybody working so hard, not only with the parade shooting, but with today's shooting there. Today's shooting is focused when it comes to these um, the medical personnel at Center Point Medical Center, a trauma center, and that's where Brian Johnson is live. Uh, we've seen we've seen Brian, uh, police officers that have been there gathering. We do know uh, that uh, the officers were taken there. W what can you tell us right now? You know, there's about 30 officers outside of Center Point Medical Center's ER, all gathered, all huddled together, supporting each other, perhaps praying. It's hard to say. They're, they're quite a distance. There's another uh, group at, at about the entrance of the ER. I'll step away, and if you want to zoom in over there, so there's two or three different groups now outside Center Point Medical Center, all uh, dealing with the weight and the heaviness of one officer killed in the line of duty, two other public servants shot, a police officer, and the uh, court processor uh, already tons of support coming in uh, from the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department, Overland Park Police, Leavenworth Police, everyone dialed into what has happened here with an Independence police officer shot and killed. Today is February 29th, an extra day uh, for some, for many consider it, uh, a special day once that happens only once every four years. So to have something like this happen on what is for some considered a bonus day of the year is qu quite tragic. Tonight, the Mid-America Crisis Intervention Team uh, was set to have their uh, annual award ceremony where they uh, thank uh, the crisis intervention team who have to deal in these very difficult situations. So to see uh, all these officers huddled together uh, just adds to the weight of what, what we're going through here. Uh, you can see uh, about a 15 or so officers uh, who arrived on uh, motorcycles. One is leaving now, um, and, and about uh, 15 officers who came in SUVs and squad cars and the like. Uh, All right, thanks to our reporting partners over at Channel 9. I did just hear um, from a friend of ours in law enforcement who says we are about to do a briefing alongside of the Highway Patrol. Um, and we have been waiting on this, Scott, for... Uh, the, the better part of today. Let's take the break now. Yeah, I'm trying to get idea. him to tell me how many minutes. Uh, and if we have to break back in uh, during the commercial break, we certainly will. But stand by for much more information from our law enforcement partners uh, here straight ahead on Dana and Parks. We are standing by for a news conference 
with the Missouri Highway Patrol and the Independence Police Department following a horrible tragedy this afternoon in Eastern Independence, just southwest of Buckner, if you're familiar with the area, where one police officer and a civil process server were shot and killed, and either one or two other Independence Police officers were shot and wounded. They were serving an eviction notice on a home on Elsie Smith Road. Is that right? Elsie Smith? North Elsie Smith Road. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a nice-looking house. Uh, sits, by the way, correct, uh, quick correction, on nine acres of property. Uh, the house is just south of North Elsie Smith Road and East Bunshu Road. Yeah, if you live out there, you know it because the neighbors have all been told, go inside, do not come out. Uh, because what we are seeing suggests this is not yet a secure scene, despite the fact they have um, one suspect in custody. And who that person is, we don't know yet. Waiting on a news conference from the police department in Independence. If you're in the area or you know something about this, uh, you're more than welcome to call in. If you're a process server, I, I they were serving an eviction notice on the people that lived in this home. That's it. An eviction notice. And two people are dead. Uh, This just in from the Independence Missouri Police Department Twitter. A press conference will be held at 5 p.m. Okay. At at 5 p.m. Okay. I'm going to see if they can call us just a little bit sooner. Uh, Let's go to Ray in North Kansas City. Ray, hello. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Uh, yes, I, uh, I have collected money. I would be interested to know what the financial institution would have known about this person because we know a financial institution would have been in contact with them before they ever got a plevin order. I've had people threaten to kick my butt, but never had anybody shoot me or anything. So the financial institution, I would think, would have known something about this guy. Okay, but wait, wait, are you a process server? No. I worked in the finance and leasing business and and, uh, collected money from people who were delinquent and all that. let Let me ask you something, Ray. Why would the financial institution know anything about them i mean other than their name their social security number and what they owe whether they've paid or whether they they haven't paid i mean i i have a mortgage and i would bet cap fed doesn't really know that much about me no but when you're delinquent somebody's going to contact you oh you're saying financial institution yeah there's going to be an argument before they ever get to the court court uh, process let me ask you this do they do before you like knock on the door or do whatever and say, hey, we need your money? 
Do you know, do they do any kind of just cursory search on CaseNet to make sure the person on the other side of the door isn't a nut? Uh, we did not years ago. Now, what they do now, I don't know because okay. it would have all have changed, okay? Uh, sure. Because I've been out of the business for 20 years. We did not. Okay, Ray, thank you for the call. I think I just answered my own question. This is an employee of the court. Correct. The 16th Judicial Circus, Circuit rather released a statement about this. So as a court employee, it would shock me that they wouldn't have some information about you before you go knock on that door. You're at the court. I mean, you're at the courthouse, right? You mean do like a case net search? Which is something, and that doesn't mean in every case it's it's going to yield results. Or, you know, we certainly have had cases where somebody you know has never had a traffic ticket before, and then someone knocks on that door, and, and you have this... Oh, we saw horrifying that. We saw result. That in, we saw that in North Kansas City yes. when the guy was pulled over with uh, without a dri- uh, yep. license plate. But I, I would be a little surprised if you are a clerk of the court when you are going to knock on that door. You don't at least know some preliminary information. I would want to know. Has this guy ever been in the clink for murder? Anne in Kansas City. Hello. Hello. Hi, go ahead. Go ahead. Hi, I'm the civil process server. Oh. You, you, you are a process server? Is that what you said? For a local agency, yes. That- it has to be a horrible day for you, and we are so sorry, Ann. Uh, understandable. Thank you. Does a process server work for the government, or can you work for a private institution? There are pri- private institution process servers, but also one of the requirements of the sheriff's office of your county is to ser- uh, serve civil process. And when do you work for a county? I, I, don't, I do. I don't need to know which one. I uh, do. Have you served eviction notices before? Uh, in our county, we usually schedule between 20 and 50 on average a week. Wow. 20 and 50 a week. Um, is, is, is there, I've, is there... I've, I've scheduled 74 in a week before, and sometimes there's only 10, but typically it's 20 to 50 a week. Okay. And keep in mind, some of those could get canceled. The people pay up before the eviction process goes through, and their landlord works it out with them. Okay. Okay. It's probably one of the most dangerous things that law enforcement has to do. So is there ever um, a scenario under which you go alone or do you always have law enforcement with you to serve those papers? I am law enforcement and we go in pairs. Got it. For, for evictions, we, we buddy up for evictions. Can, can, without giving away too much of what you do, um, because I, for those who are about to be evicted, I don't want to give away your position, et cetera, but... When, when you go to a door, do you just stand in front of it, or are you automatically in a defensive position? As law enforcement, we are trained. You never stand in front of the door because even serving regular civil process, you can knock on a door and hear a gun rack behind it. Yeah, have you ever been threatened, Dan? Yes. <laughs> has anybody put a gun to your face? Yeah, to my face, no. But has had a gun? People have guns all the time, yes. Yeah. Um, and typically, if you just tell us you have a gun, even if you're packing up to leave in the in the conduct of an eviction, if you're packing up to leave and you're like, hey, I have a weapon, can I take it? By all means, yes, tell us where it is. We will unload it. We will hand it to you when you get outside of the house and you're leaving because the landlord doesn't want to have responsibility of that, that uh, right. firearm. Hold on. When, when you go to the – you said something about they tell you that you they have a gun. Do you ask? Yep. As soon as I knock on the door, I'm like, who all's here? Do you have any weapons in the house? 
Hmm. Do you fear for your life? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say I fear for my life, but are you careful? And do we have background on the people we're evicting? Typically, yes. Um, people know about it. The dangerous part is if you have squatters or you have yeah. pe- people who are on drugs in the house, and we have found that. I mean, um, people that aren't actually residents there being evicted, they're just squatters and and they're high. I mean, that's a very dangerous situation, and they're usually hiding in the house. So we check everywhere we can. And the reason evictions are done where we work um, by law enforcement and law enforcement only is because it's the safety of the landlord. We're the ones going in to check for people hiding and to check for dead bodies. Why would anybody answer the door if they anticipate an eviction notice is coming? don't know but they do all the time and it doesn't matter if they don't because if they don't answer the door we have a court order to enter that property and hand the custody of the property back over to the landlord so basically we are there to make sure the property is clear so when we schedule our evictions we tell the uh, landlord to make sure that they have a locksmith with them right there yep does yep. the does so, the does the landlord always accompany you the, the plaintiff yes the landlord plaintiff uh, has to have a representative there to take possession of the property once the eviction is complete. So if they don't come to the door, you will enter the home. Correct. And I've got to go back for a moment. You said to check for bodies. How many of those have you found and under what circumstances, Anne? Uh, personally, I have found uh, one dead body and it, it looked like she died of natural causes, unfortunately. Or fortunately. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I hadn't even thought about that. But if someone is not paying and you can't get a hold of them, it's probably there are cases where it's because somebody has died inside. And one 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 last question. Possibly, yes. Have you ever served an eviction notice where the person who was being served didn't know they were about to be served? <laughs> they will. Most of them will claim that. However, there is a process that the petitioner has to go through. First, they file with the court to have the subject evicted. There is a court, and we post that paperwork on the door. Once we or we serve it or post it on the door, it is, it is a paper that's of short notice, so we have to be able to get it served or left at the at the residence yeah. as quickly as possible. When we post a paper on the door, we actually send a, a, a postcard, basically, that says, hey, we left paperwork on this door, on um, the door of your residence, and it's regarding this case number. And they get that in the mail within, like, three days. So they not only get the paperwork, but they get a follow-up notification saying, hey, we left paperwork regarding this case on your door. And then actually where we work, we actually do a courtesy notice the week before. So when we call to schedule evictions with the petitioners, the plaintiff, we actually print off a courtesy notice for the person being evicted, and we place it on the door the week before that says, hey, we're coming. Like, we're coming. Yeah, we're coming. So go ahead and get out So because we don't want to have to – stay in there and wait for you because mm-hmm. we don't have time for that because when i'm doing 60 of these in a week it's not we don't have time to stand and wait for you to pack now granted per law i believe in kansas and this is something they need they are referred to their attorney on uh the the plaintiff petitioner landlord whatever you want to call them has to hold their property for 30 days we're, for we're, them real quick we're going to break now we're going to the news conference live outside of the scene of today's tragedy let's listen in i'm just going to mic you yep. up real quick Who's screaming live? 
Hopefully that works. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, good afternoon. I'm Corporal Justin Ewing. First name is J-U-S-T-I-N. Last name is E-W-I-N-G. Uh, Corporal with the Missouri State Higher Patrol. Uh, I want to reiterate right off the bat that this is a very ongoing, active, and preliminary investigation. Um, but we do have some information we want to share. This afternoon uh, at 1.09 p.m., the Independence Police Department received a phone call uh, for officer assistance in the 1100 block of North L.C. Smith Road. Uh, that call for assistance was from civil process servers from the Jackson County Circuit Court, uh, and they were advising that an officer uh, with the Jackson County Circuit Court had been shot. Simultaneously, the Independence Police Department received a 911 call from a neighbor in the area advising that an officer had been shot as well. Multiple officers from the Independence Police Department responded to the scene, uh, at which time additional gunfire uh, occurred and two police officers from the Independence Police Department were shot. Uh, at that time, multiple agencies were responding to assist, uh, and tactical officers from multiple agencies uh, responded as well. Uh, eventually, a suspect, a male suspect, was taken into custody at the scene. Uh, the two officers from the Independence Police Department, uh, along with a uh, third civil process server from the Jackson County Circuit Court, were transported to a local hospital with critical injuries. Uh, the suspect was also taken to a hospital with minor injuries. Um, this is an ongoing investigation and a tactical operation still occurring, uh, and uh, Captain Machina with the Kansas City Police Department will be able to speak more to that. Um, and it's obviously, again, it's a preliminary investigation. There's still a lot of information to be gathered, but um, that's what we know for sure at this time. Is there anyone else left in the home? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Is there anyone else left in that home? I'll, I can cover that here in a second. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let Captain Machina address the tactical operation that's still ongoing in just a moment. You're saying one was shot initially, one person was shot initially, and then there was more gunfire? Correct. Uh, civil process servers from the Jackson County Circuit Court, um, and clarifying that is not the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, it is the 16th Jackson County Judicial Court. Civil process servers were on scene, uh, and one of those civil process servers was shot initially. How many civil process servers were there? Uh, that information is unknown at this time, but that'll be part of the investigation. Are we providing any names on the suspect yet? Uh, no information on suspect information is being released at this time. So just one processor was shot? Correct. The The initial call for assistance came from the civil process server. Uh, there was a, a civil process server officer shot, which triggered a 911 call uh, from a neighbor, as well as the officer on scene calling for assistance. So there was one officer with the process servers? Uh, again, how many how many process servers on scene uh, initially is is still uh, being developed and unknown at this time. We just know that one civil process server was so on scene was shot. There were multiple process servers at the scene. Uh, yes, but we don't know how many. Or one police officer with the servers. No. So, initially, just civil process servers from the circuit court were on scene. At the time that that civil process server was shot, they called for assistance, at which time Independence Police Department responded to assist, uh, and that is when additional gunfire occurred and two Independence Police officers were shot assisting, responding to assist. Was the suspect shooting from inside of the house? Um, again, all the circumstances around that, it's, it's very early on in the investigation. Uh, all that information is still being gathered. Can you then clarify who died? The... Has anyone... The, the, the conditions of these people who were shot. Yeah, the conditions of the civil process server as well as the police officers. Uh, what we what we know is they were transported with critical injuries. Uh, their condition will be updated at a later time. On social media, it says that um, there's reports that one of the 
um, emergency vehicles I was taken, the officer broke down. Is that true? Uh, I don't. I don't have any information regarding that. No. Okay, can we get the update on what's happening now? Yeah, I'll let Captain Bushina uh, speak to the tactical operation that's still ongoing. Sure. So, uh, Jake, J-A-K-E, uh, Bikina, B-E-C-C-H-I-N-A, Captain with Kansas City Police. So, um, as the trooper indicated, um, uh, multiple officers from multiple agencies responded uh, to this scene as it was as it was active. Um, some officers from Kansas City immediately responded to that call for assistance. Um, as the situation developed, uh, our um, tactical response team was called in at the request of Independence Police Department for what we call an Operation 100, which is an armed barricaded subject, um, uh, tactical operation. And um, we bring uh, trained tactical officers, um, negotiators that are trained um, to talk people through incidences like this um, in an effort to really de-escalate the situation and, um, and slow things down to bring a safe and um, a safe conclusion uh, to the situation. Um, right now, uh, no one has made it inside the residence as far as this is, um, uh, has undergone. And so um, what we're doing right now is taking our time. And um, at the conclusion of this, officers surrounded that residence to ensure the safety of the neighbors and the, and the surrounding area. Um, we do not have any, any additional indications of more people being inside at this time. However, um, we're taking all the necessary precautions and steps um, because of the situation that unfolded uh, involving the officers prior. So right now there's an ongoing tactical operation uh, with officers from Kansas City Police Department. And uh, once that house is, um, is deemed clear and safe, then it'll be turned over to the Missouri Highway Patrol uh, for their investigation into the initial incidents. Um, and I can also say that the, the Kansas City, Missouri Police Regional um, Crime Lab and Crime Scene Investigators will be, uh, that were requested to assist as well uh, with, the, with the processing of the crime scene um, once it is rendered safe. The suspect, his injuries, were they um, inflicted by himself or was another uh, officer shot? Oh, yeah, I'll let Justin talk to that. Um, again, so it's still very preliminary early on in the investigation. Uh, the means of those injuries are unknown at this time. We just know that the suspect did have minor injuries. And I may have uh, forgotten to address this at the beginning, but the Missouri State Highway Patrol's Division of Drug and Crime Control was requested at the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office request to come uh, and investigate this. And so we are leading the investigation into the officer-involved shooting. I guess, okay, it's not clear what led to this, these process servers being at this home. Is that still under investigation? The uh, circuit court has released information that they were here serving an eviction notice, but that's, uh, that's all that we know at this time. Um, and so th that was the initial reason, supposedly, that they were here. But those questions would have to be directed to the circuit court. Sergeant Bikina, how much longer do you think this Operation 100 is going to undertake at this home? When will you guys know? When will you guys feel comfortable to go inside that residence and make sure that no one else is inside? Yeah, so um, we never put a, a time constraint on it. It'll, it'll take as long as it takes, depending on um, what information is developed. Um, as I would said, we, we don't know if there are additional people inside, so we want to take every precaution. Um, obviously, we don't rush into situations like that we want to de-escalate those situations uh, we will give ample opportunity if anyone is inside for them to come outside peacefully and um, our tactical operations officers and our negotiators they are trained in these situations um, and they'll work through every possible scenario depending on what the situation presents to them um, they'll react accordingly and um, tactical operations they take as long as they take uh, you have no reason to believe that there is someone still in that home uh, at this time we don't know if there's someone in there, we are um, responding under the um, under the possibility that there could be, 
but we have not had, there's not been any additional, since the situation was brought under control, there's not been any additional um, interaction with anybody inside the home. And if I may, this is your neighboring force. Whenever an officer, multiple officers are shot, that's difficult, especially when it's this close to you. Can you speak to that, how your department, how the Independence Police Department is handling? Because this is a sad day no matter how yeah, they're our next door neighbors. They would come help us if we called for help, and and same same uh, with them. Um, when when an assistance request goes out, everybody who's available goes to help, um, and they work to bring that situation under control uh, as quickly and safely as possible, um, with as little injury as possible. And so um, we uh, we um, we come to their assistance um, at, at, at any time. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he covered that. Um, they're, they're still investigating that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So was the suspect inside of the house, or how was he taken into custody? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll let him read that. Uh, again, the circumstances of how he was taken into custody, uh, we don't have all that information yet. Um, what, what we've given you today so far is, is what we have. Um, again, it's very early on. There's still a lot of information, a lot of evidence to be gathered. And so we'll be able to speak to more of that. We'll provide updates on our X page uh, in the coming hours uh, and days. Um, but right now, that what we've said is what we know. So uh, we just ask that uh, uh, prayers and thoughts would be with the families of these officers uh, who are having uh, quite potentially the worst day of their life. Um, and again, we'll provide uh, updates as available. Have there been officers staging nearby when this when this eviction was being served, or did they only re they respond on the calls? Uh, our, our understanding at this time is that they responded at the uh, request when that officer assistance call came out. So, do you know if there had been past police responses to this house? Had it been a trouble spot? In the uh, again, we don't have that information at the time, but that'll be part of the investigation. Is it common practice for the civil process servers to go to the houses without officers? Uh, as far as the policies of the, the circuit court, uh, I can't speak to those. You'll have to put those requests in for. Uh, uh, whoever at the uh, judicial court's office. Do you know when they got to the scene, these officers, did they go straight up to this door knowing that this process server had been shot and then that's when return fire was on them? Like, how, how did that play out, them knowing that this process server had been shot and then how did they approach this home? So the Independence Police Department was able to uh, receive a call for help from those civil process servers. As far as what occurred at the scene uh, and all of that, obviously those are rapid evolving situations. So we don't have all the circumstances of how those sequence of events occurred yet. Um, but again, that'll be part of the investigation. So again, uh, thank you all for coming. We'll provide updates in the next coming hours when we know more information. Thank you. All right, Chris Katz with Bria Berry here for KNBC 9 News at 5. You just heard the latest. All right, there it is. Have a little bit more information, and I'm going to I'm going to try here to get Jake to call in. Um, we have follow up questions that were not asked nor answered. Um, I I do applaud someone for asking, was this a known suspect? Have you been to this house before? Mm -hmm. Trust me when I say by now they know exactly who this is, who this is, and exactly how many times, if ever, yep. authorities have been to that property and let's be honest they know exactly how many people are inside that house you know, the one thing i would like to get some clarification on is the mention of the ambulance breaking down we were in live coverage scott when we saw a tow truck take an ambulance take away. an ambulance away mm -hmm. oh my god did an ambulance break down trying to get those injured officers and servers out of there. We don't know. We'll try to get Jake Bikina on here in just a moment. Captain Jake Bikina with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. Quick break here at the top of the hour for the news. We'll be back on the other side. One more hour of Dana and Parks coming up in just a moment.
here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.